Vanessa Potts to the Dating Advisory Board. I'm so excited that you're here today. Um, Let me just give you a little bit of background to our listeners. Uh, Marissa is the founder and CEO of Spotted MP, her own boutique marketing, public relations, and event strategy firm, which provides integrated marketing solutions focused on economic and urban development, retail, and nonprofit entities in Washington, D.C. So welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Happy to be here. Oh, thanks so much. So let's get right into it. So let's talk about a little bit about your life journey, like how you got here, how you got into the marketing side and public relations. Absolutely. Well, I am born and raised, I'm a Northern Virginian here, um, born in Vienna, Virginia, and currently live in Alexandria. And I have always loved the passion for marketing. I went to school in Virginia Tech, go Hokies, um, majoring in actually not marketing, um, but uh, I majored in fashion merchandising and design, but we had a lot of communications and marketing background courses that we had to take. So this was moons ago. And um, through that, it just, my career kind of evolved where when I got out of school, I was working a little bit in the fashion industry. Actually, um, my first job was working with a modeling agency, mm-hmm. helping um, from a marketing standpoint, promote the agency as well as book models. Um, so it was kind of like an interesting you know, weave of, of that sense. And then um, my career kind of evolved into the corporate world and where I was um, ended up working my way up and working for firms leading their marketing um, business entity and their group. So I worked for companies such as Arthur Anderson um, in the dot-com age, MicroStrategy, worked for several law firms, and just eight years ago went out on my own. Oh, that's great. That's great. So dating is a lot like business. Yes. Right. Uh, there has to be a strategy, <laughs> so to speak. So I mean, you would think so. You would think so. I mean, like, <laughs> how do we tie it in? So can you can you from your perspective, I mean, how would someone even begin that process? I'm a big believer, believer whether business and dating is the theme of courting. And I kind of like talk about the theme of courting and focusing on things that give you butterflies. And, and so in the dating world, you still have to go and develop the relationship and, and get to know the person that you might be madly in love with or be with for the rest of your life. And it, it, it's no date, there's no difference in business as well in terms of courting and getting to know a potential client or a prospect as well as them getting to know you. It's, it's the power of the relationship and the power of courting. I, the reason why I see that is that I've seen so many like crash and burn, like instant, um, either in a business setting or a dating setting, kind of those, you know, fast loves or those fast finds, and then it ends up crash, you know, crashing and burning. Crash and burn. Crash and burn instantly. So like the courting process, even though I think people's, you know, patience gets a little thin these days and, you know, day and air, but, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer about courting. Yeah, because think about it. I mean, if, if every day you have these top five clients or three clients or maybe even just one big client, you know, you're committed. Mm-hmm. And if things aren't going well, I mean, you don't have, I mean, you're kind of on your own. So you, you may want to make sure that you're kind of in an alignment in the business side and in the personal side. Yes, right. absolutely. Be- because, I mean, if you, it's just like who you work with, your job, where you work. I mean, you spend more, some they say, what, what is the statistic, something about, you spend more time at work than with your families at, at some uh, places. So you better like who you work for, with and who you date. Right, <laughs> and who you date. And so that's why it's like there's no, you know, there's no race, 
you know, it's, it's, I kind of, you know, going back to the courting, there's no race, you've got to get to know each other. Right, right, right. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Yeah, and then, and just be able to cut the cord. (laughs) Yeah, and and yeah, be able to be, and and, hey, in the client's world, I've done that too, so it's like, not working out, out. right, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Now, um, how do you create you as a brand from a PR strategy? Um, it's all about style and everyone has a different style as well as preference of the type of business you want to work with. So I have, um, industry friends that want to, you know, that focus on like luxury brands or hospitality or hotel. Um, they themselves, you know, all of us ourselves decide to figure out what lane or what area we're passionate about you know what is the the business that gives us butterflies that we want to work with and help grow and so you know for me it's mostly um in the fashion and economic development anything that's making a change um um from a area standpoint but also i have i do a lot of work with nonprofits. so and there's a lot of nonprofits that are trying to either you know make a change in a particular um in raising awareness for something or what have you so in that sense in creating and defining exactly what you want to do as an individual that is aligned with your expertise in, in what you're able to do because i have over 20 years of just marketing and pr experience that i bring over from the corporate world and now i help you know uh, individual clients and from that i've kind of filtered through what i want to do and what i don't want to do and that's how it helps shape your brand yeah and then that makes it i mean that's that's a really really good point i mean you will you become more passionate and want to help more people if you have a vested interest that is something that you actually like to do mm-hmm. right i mean think about how many people that will say oh well i went with this company or i'm targeting this company well what is it about them that you actually like because you'll probably be more successful if you target the companies or and what, see what kind of industries that you're in that you have some sort of passion for. Absolutely. Because you would be more willing to help them in other areas and it would it would feel more natural. You know, how many times do you get those sales calls from people? Hi, this is John from XYZ Company. I want to talk to you today. I mean, <laughs> right. I want to say to them, you need to do something else. Right. Because if you're the not, chemistry is not there. Yeah, and especially a little tip. I mean, if you're calling on a client, just say, hey, this is John from XYZ Company. I mean, you need to call me back. I mean, people are like, wow, like this guy seems fun. Like I want to know what he's, what kind of product or whatever exactly. he's selling mm-hmm. or, you know, trying to give me information on, um, I would be probably more willing to call them back than, you know, mm-hmm. you know, monotone man. Right. No, absolutely. And I think that goes back to when you're kind of establishing your personal brand is what are your strengths and what are your faults? And I always, you know, I mention faults too, because not everyone's perfect. Um, you know, and I know when I work with my clients, we, we sit down and even like new clients, I'm very open. My clients know I'm, I'm funny. I'm pretty blunt with them, you know, for their bit, you know, for their good, you know, it's, it's, you know, we need to have hard discussions in order to determine why we're doing something. And so, you know, we sit down and say, okay, here are our strengths and here are the faults, you know, so it's, and I also see that in dating, like if you're, you know, going in the courting phase to be very open and candid and say, here are my strengths, here are my five strengths, here are my five faults initially out of the gate. So there's no, you know, yeah. surprises, you know, down the end. And I see that, you know, a lot, a lot. Yeah. You know, you could say, oh, well, I really like this so much, so I need to change like how I am as a person to mold who they are or what they like. 
why yeah. it's gonna come out that you eventually may, eventually yeah. it's gonna come out they're gonna figure out that you don't you may or may not like you know wrestling right right <laughs> i mean if if they're coming out in their full like wrestling you know you know hulk hogan gear and mm-hmm. it's not halloween and you're like i don't even know who that character is then it's probably not a good match right <laughs> not a good match i always say like in the day like i'm a huge sports person you know and i'm sorry guys that don't like sports because i'm literally you know like a a guy, you know, when it comes to it, it's just not going to be a match because I love sports and I'm going to talk about sports and I watch ESPN. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Love you, but I love you, <laughs> but this may not. Like, if when you ask upset, me who our G3 or whoever is, you yeah. know, that's a big man. Then yeah. I'm, I, I know. I love the feeds of you and Abong about LeBron. I, I know LeBron. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> was, to LeBron. Oh, that's right. I know Abong's going to be mad about that. <laughs> I know. Yvonne knows my 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 uh, special place for LeBron. That's so. right. That's right. Um, so let me ask you another question. So um, I know some of the I know a little bit of the stories, but I want to know more about the actual dating stories because I know you got some good ones that you can share, I, and then uh, how, and how we can translate <laughs> that into business. I yes, I I have two to share. Okay, one which we were you know talking about earlier about foot fetish oh gosh i'm just gonna go there okay foot, let's foot, foot, okay. yeah foot fetish all right i met as a female i have a level of foot fetish but in terms of maintaining right whether 365 days a year winter summer spring fall you know kind of foot fetish so put that aside however from a guy's standpoint i had uh, i was dating a guy uh, on early stages and we were making out and he decided that he wanted to go and ex- Explore toes early on. Oh, okay. Hmm. Which I thought was, it was it's early, little, early. It's a little aggressive. A little aggressive. And so yeah. going to translating it to the business world is that the, it just don't be aggressive on the first date, right. <laughs> you know, so to speak. Yeah. It was a little forward and it totally turned me off. Yeah. And, and it, he just assumed that that was okay. And I said, that's way too aggressive, you know, style. Now, I me. wonder if you thought because you guys had this, you know, same commonality on the foot issue. He's like, oh, well, she may be ready to go on this. Uh, yeah. And it just wasn't, it was, it was off. It was just it was very, off. very off. So, you know, those guys and I've heard my girlfriends have these crazy stories, but it was, it was pretty aggressive. You don't want to look desperate or I don't yeah. know, like what to do. Yeah, just go right for it. Yeah. Oh, just like. you don't go all in, in the first, yeah. you know, couple of meet and greets. Meet and so, greets. Yeah. yeah so and at least it wasn't in like Starbucks or something. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that would have been, that would have been awkward. Not, but it was, yeah, it was a little at too least, much. A little too much. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, the second one is just like, I always say just, I hear the horror stories of my friends dating and it's just like, don't go psycho. I had a guy mm-hmm. who just got so upset that I broke up with him that, um, well, how he, long were you dating him? We were dating for three or four years. Okay. So he just got mad and proceeded to take all the belongings that it had like images of me and things. And one day I was living in an apartment and with my roommate and she looked outside, she's like something smoking on the steps and he burned <laughs> Oh, I would have been pissed. <laughs> yes. I'm like, do you Fire know? I had... came and oh it was gosh. a total scene, which of course, you know, I was hit the roof. Oh, but the yeah. only way we figured out was because it was a half burnt pitcher 
that had uh, you know like us in it that was like charred in the remains and so yeah, yeah. pyrotechnic man yeah pyrotech so he he got in a lot of trouble for that but yeah just don't go crazy i mean i'd be more <laughs> worried about crazy. the frames i mean i mean because i'm like i, yeah, I, I yeah. have pictures i'm having nice frames i'm like man oh my god go. oh. like all yeah it was it was i would have sent him a bill i know it was so, just there you go. psycho. So I'm like, now you know why I did break up with you. Because yeah. you have, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a good segue into the next question. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on crisis management? Oh, my God. Um, this is literally, I, I geek out when there's something going on in the news and media um, and how certain entities handle a situation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a lot of times, unfortunately, especially with corporations, they backpedal mm. um, with their response. And um, right now, actually, at Virginia Tech, there's several in the um, marketing communications in the Pamplin School of Business. They've used several of these like past stories, like the BP oil spill and even you know the Penn State incident as case studies of how to handle crisis management um, from a public or, you know marketing and public relations standpoint, and it's it's interesting that a lot of companies don't think like from, have the common sense to think about what they do and how people react. And I, a long a perfect example is like the BP oil spin, which kind of comes you know to mind um, because it was just just the backlash of course of how horrible that whole situation is but during the time the ceo or you know executive was caught on his yacht vacationing you know jet setting somewhere in europe while this was all going down it's just you don't do and so then that got caught and now they're backpedaling on how do we handle damage control when it's just it's how do you put measures in place when you have an incident but also think about what not to do when you have an incident going on. And, you know, and a lot of companies do not sit down and just kind of strategize, you know, and plan ahead or if they know something's happening. Right. Or just be prepared for something like that. Right. Right. I mean, um, I mean, especially now with all the social media, um, you know, people, you know, absolutely people putting things on on Facebook, Snapchat, whatever. Yes, they're Mm -hmm. all good tools if you use them the correct way. Right. And so that is why, you know, being proactive even when you know you know you you effed up and you know you need to come out and say we effed up however this is what we're trying to do please bear with us you know or these are the steps that we're trying to take versus kind of backpedaling you know or just saying oh I didn't do that yeah that's the worst because you're gonna get you're gonna get bit on it you're totally gonna get bit on it and and then the worst is also you know when when companies announce they've hired a crisis communications team which is like why are you, you know, like, you know, we already know you're in crisis, but you've already hired, you're hiring them halfway through the crisis. Yeah. So now that you don't put your, your team that you've brought on in a good position to try to clean up your dirty work. Yeah. So just done. don't say it. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Just do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and we're still talking about the technology. I mean, how, how do you think that the game has changed, um, especially in the dating world and online with like I just said, we're talking about tools, right? Mm-hmm. That are to be able to be used. Um, I mean, because I know, I mean, all my girlfriends, I mean, there's just so many apps out mm-hmm. there. Like how do you manage all of them? I and mean, what's, I mean, I would think the strategy is just like hone in on two. Cause 
there's probably like I said earlier, there's probably overflow in some other um, same people on each app thinking yeah. different. Oh, we'll get you know. So give us a strategy. We've on now that. created a catalog of men and women that we can select from. Yeah. Exactly. The surprise is there's not one that comes to which way I want to go. Oh. I like item number four, five, seven, please. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, like a, well, it's like a catalog. Like, okay, what do I want for dinner? I know. Like, it's it's totally evolved, right? I mean, with business, regardless of business and dating apps, my philosophy is is like pick two and do them very well. You don't have to be an all pot and because you will not be successful right. with them. Um, and pick two and set parameters of how long you're going to. Yeah, time, team, time, time management. Yeah, time right? management. How long are you gonna invest in seeing how well you can you know, use these two um, applications? Right. Um, because I have clients that are like, oh, I need to be on LinkedIn and Twitter and Snapchat and all this. And then, and then my first thing is like, stop, why? Right. Um, from a business standpoint, where is your audience? Um, they might not be on Snapchat, they might not be on Twitter, they might be Facebook, you know, they might be more Instagram, so let's right. figure that out first. Right, it's all based on age. I mean, yes, it's all based on age demographic and, you know, what you're selling and what, you know, what's your line of service, so you don't need to be all to everything. Right, right. Um, and yeah, and with dating as well, you know, pick the two that are something that is, seems reasonable, because I, yeah, I see my, yeah, my girlfriends are like, they're on like multiple things, and yeah. like, how do you keep up with, you know the guys yeah all of it <laughs> yeah and it's hard too I mean because I, I and there's the pleasant size with the app thing because it going to the catalog of men and women it kind of takes away the human side right of courting yeah like I mean look at the read their profile don't swipe left or right on the first thing because you may miss out on somebody great just based right. I mean because looks fade I mean they do so I mean if you have someone and write your profile the way that that it's you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're trying to get your personality, like really spend time. Cause I mean, there's people like, well, I'm going to hurry up and write a profile and get on there and see what happens. Well, if you're not taking the, t the time to actually think about what you're going to say that is relevant to you, what you right. actually really like right. and what you really, really want. Um, I mean, it helps weed out. I mean, you're always going to get those other random people that it doesn't make any sense. They're right. like 20 years older and your parameters are something. It's like, really dude. No. It does help weed out and save yeah. time, but then on the other side, I see kind of the level of laziness that it's creating right. in terms of dating and yeah. you know selecting and and you know the time. So it's 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 a gray area, you know. And being a, you know being attentive when you are meeting somebody new, mm -hmm. you know, or when you go like you know we have a thing. I'm like, do not pick up that phone. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're having or whatever, I'm like, we put it, all of our friends will put it in the middle of the put table. Put it in the middle of the table. Yeah, and just be like, let's like have human interaction mm -hmm. because we are, you know, technology driven world, which is great, but don't lose that human aspect of it. Absolutely. Right? And with regards to like just dating, and one of my favorite quotes, and I know I say it all the time, is brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. So when it applies to social media, when you're dating somebody, you know, if you're acting up or you're a crazy person or whatever, it's going to be all over the place. Yeah. Um, and your girlfriend's going to talk about you and your boyfriend, you know, or the guys are going to talk, whatever. And so, 
you know, the brand, you know, brand is what people say when you're not in the room also applies to business. It's how you carry yourself when you're working with clients. Mm -hmm. um, also from a client standpoint, you right. know, how are you reacting as well and what is your reputation? So it's just stuff to think about. Yeah, and let's, let's read your quote because I, I love this quote. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it applies to that. I, uh, yeah, so this is, this is a quote. Um, by a guy by name Jay Danzi, and I, it really kind of hits home on, on the business and dating side. It says, your smile is your logo, your personality is your business card, and how you leave others feeling after having an experience with you becomes your trademark. Yeah. I mean, that, that says it. That says it all. It says it all. Yeah, in and, business and in dating. Yes, in business and in dating, so, you know. Yeah. Just don't be an ass when yeah, you're dating. Exactly. Don't be a jack wagon. <laughs> Can't stand it. Can't stand the it. Hashtag. I know. <laughs> so we, I want to talk a little bit about some of the nonprofits that are mean something personal to you, um, because I can see, you know, when you I see the posts that come through and you just, it, my love your butt. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying the way you you look and like and you're just so passionate about it and you can see it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you just like light up and like you can just the butterflies. Yeah. The butterflies. I and mean, you're giving back to a cause that you care about. So let's hear a little bit about that. Sure. So one of my one of my nonprofits I do work with is the Colon Cancer Alliance. I have been um, this year, actually, um, a client, Christopher Life Colon Cancer Foundation merged with Colon Cancer Alliance. So I've been working with the entity We're going six years now. Okay. And what they do is help um, and uh, provide awareness and research for colon cancer and provide pr programs for patients and caregivers who are going through treatment. And it's something that I'm very passionate about. I actually had an aunt who had a, bat a battle with colon cancer um, a while ago. Um, she passed away, but not from colon cancer. But it's, it's a disease that no one talks about. And what really got me is that, you know, just in general, people are just nervous about talking about what's going on with their body. It's particularly there. Yeah. And, um, the it's the second leading cause of death in men and women combined and people I don't think a whole lot of people know about that and you know just as we rare raise awareness to you know have mammograms and get your heart checked you know it, it just as important to get your bottom checked as as well and so the work I do for them is it's been great I do I head up a lot of marketing and communications projects for them um, uh, that are very exciting. We just finished one um, in California in partnership with Sarah Harbaugh oh. and the Harbaugh um, family. Um, it was a fashion show and luncheon in June that we did out in um, Palo Alto. And Sarah Harbaugh, Sarah Harbaugh who knows um, Jim Harbaugh's wife, University of Michigan, but a lot of people don't know that her brother died at 22 of colon cancer. And so with that, the rise actually in colon cancer is on the increase for people under age of 50. Wow. In men and women combined. So I actually have a good friend out in Denver, sweet guy, he's stage four colon cancer, just turned 30. Um, I've lost two friends um, one was a mother um, under um, that were in their 30s to it so yeah so it is something you know when you see the talk about butterflies that I am passionate about to do whatever I can from a marketing and awareness and helping generate campaigns um, one of their camp prior campaigns was the love your butt campaign um, which yep. totally got a lot of rise and 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 served its purpose yeah. and um, because we named it that and so we're working on a new campaign and for 2017 March is the the awareness month um, for for that disease so we're 
That's in the good. creative process right now. Now, is that going to be hosted here? Uh, the awareness campaign, yeah. or yeah, or we'll the, the event. Is there going to be an event associated? Because I know you had a run last year. Oh yes, and so okay. in March, yes. Um, so the event I just did for Sarah was in June, um, out in California. But yes, in March we have our the largest our scope it out race okay. um, here in DC. So we have about three thousand runners. Um, every year in March, so March 2017, and we'll you know do that. But yeah, and in March we'll do a brand launch or awareness campaign as well, which will be nationwide. Yeah. Oh well, that's I'm excited to see that. I mean, um, oh yeah, I know how that is uh, about friends losing friends to cancer and and family. Yeah. That's, that's we nice need to be more open about our bodies in general, regardless what is going on. Yeah. And and it helps. And honestly, from a family standpoint, it helps. You know, like for me to know what my grandparents or what people mm -hmm. in our family has, you know, if it could be a generational thing, anything we need to be high alert on. Right. So that's why, you know, people should not be quiet because you need to think about others right. that you can help. Exactly. So when we talk a little bit about more of your passion and here's more on the, on uh, the fun side of Marissa that I love seeing all these pictures. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about <laughs> your love for Prince. Oh boy! <laughs> and how that's still is. in mourning. You know I that. Know. I know. It's just not going to go away. No, it's I know. Not going to go I know. away. I know. Oh. Well, because he's it's amazing. been a rough year of just deaths. Can we just talk? Yeah, I know. <laughs> just a rough year. This is not okay. But but so you but you but you can see the passion and you can see and 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 how you bring that into your your work, mm -hmm. right? So talk a little bit about how that mess can manifest. The purple one. Yeah. There. The reason why I like Prince so much, and yes, I've liked him since I was 13 and, and have seen him over 13 times and, and a little bit of a groupie, is that him as an individual beat to his own drum. He always led, um, and he's also self-made, like he was and self-taught. And so, like, when I think about that from a business standpoint, and like for me, you know, when I decided to leave the corporate world and, you know, go out on my own to, you know, launch Spotted MP, which will be eight years now, which is hard to believe, it's yeah. that theme of being just self-taught. Like, I was afraid um, to go out. You know, I'm used to the kind of corporate world where, you know, you get paid first and the 15th and this is this and here's that and to kind of take that leap of faith and be self you know self-taught to run your own business or run a small business and see where it goes you know and not being afraid that if it fails um that's fine you know you pick yourself up and evolve as well as also challenge you know prince was he had no problem challenging and 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 you know bumping heads for things that he that were not right and so um you know with the issue he had with warner brothers you know back in the day but um he he was you know and that's why you're an icon because you don't because he, he yeah he, he led his way he led his way yeah he did it my way he did, did his way did his way he did it my way <laughs> not in the end but you know yeah. but just in the, the his career <laughs> exactly Sadly. no but exactly but you know you, you made a very interesting point that you talk about leading by fear right I mean he a lot of people are scared to go on their own mm -hmm. right for work so they they may be like well I'm already working here uh, but that may not be what they really really want to do but you know they're passionate about x y and z so they may not go out on their own so what would you say to to tell those people be like prince be self-taught do it i mean worst case you can always go back to that corporate job exactly exactly i say just continue chase the butterflies chase what ignites you and creates that fire in your belly and that's what honestly it was my son and also you know i was leaving kind of a difficult work environment where i said you know what i'm going to try this 
this and if I suck at it, at least I can, you know, find a job or figure something out. But, you know, it, it, being stagnant or, you know, is, is just not an option. And also with when you own a business, you have to learn to always be uncomfortable. Yeah. And when you're uncomfortable, you're growing and evolving. And so that is, but it's fine to be uncomfortable. Yeah. You can't just be stale. Right. So that's something, you know, when people, you know, go out on their own and it's like, you have to be used to being uncomfortable. Yeah. That's how businesses grow. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so we talk, can you give us a, one of the best piece of advice that you have heard along the way that kind of changed your mindset? I would say, um, I, honestly, I would say never settle. That's kind of like my little mantra mm -hmm. is to never settle and never um, stay quiet, you know, and it kind of goes back to that uncomfortable, you know, it's um, every day I'm growing and every day it's uncomfortable, but in a good way. Right. Like I love what I do. I am right. comfortable and comfortable in love with what I do. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would say that if someone wants to, you know, go out on their own or in their business to find their butterflies is yeah. to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. I mean, yeah. Cause what do they say? Like, you know, being uncomfortable will really get you to the point of greatness. Like mm -hmm. if you, what do they say? There's another quote that says, um, your best outcome is on the other side of your fear. Yes. Right. Yes. So, um, and for, yeah, and for me, it, it, I got to a level of just maintaining and not creating, and that yeah. was a personal, you know, problem. Yeah, because if you're a if you're a creative person, you know, and you're in this like stagnant kind of role, mm -hmm. and there's no creativity, being you're, you're gonna go nuts. Yeah, you're gonna go nuts, and yeah. that's what happened. And yeah, I said, and you're like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> All right, so tell us as we wrap up here. Tell us a few about some of the things that you have coming upcoming. That um, any kind of fun stuff. Oh, fun stuff. Let's see. I know. So I'm trying to. Some I'm of the working, clients with that you're working with on some projects that are. Yeah, I can tell you because I got a lot of things that I'm in the works, like development wise, that I'm working on. And so we haven't been able to launch. But yeah, some of my clients I, I do work for. I love. Um, I do work for the Old Town Boutique District, which mm. is a collection of boutiques um, helping to promote um, destination shopping in Alexandria. Okay. Um, also on the destination side, Visit Alexandria focuses on all the travel and tourism um, entities in Alexandria. So I do work with them in certain um, special project capacities. And Lake Ann. Um, I love Lake yeah. Ann, which is the birthplace of Reston. That's and I've right. been helping them with marketing and PR for seven years now as that area evolves. And God bless Mr. Simon, who passed away last year at 101 and lived there. He was the founder of Reston. So I help them with a lot of their festivals and marketing strategy as that area is going through a little bit of a change right now. Yeah. So some fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, we just finished good. off a ukulele festival this past weekend. Oh, that's so awesome. Was, yeah. That, that's, <laughs> have fun stuff going Ooh, on that's there. amazing <laughs> yes wow <laughs> yes it's, we get some fun i get some fun projects and then colon cancer alliance as i mentioned we got a lot of stuff going on there right now that's that's bubbling up that's still in development that's so. awesome. But yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Marissa. Thank I had you. so much fun. And thank you for giving us your knowledge and, and your stories. I really appreciate it. No problem. Everyone, take care of the toes. That's right. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> Thanks again. No problem. <laughs>